So, uh, hello everyone. Uh, good, good day to all of you. So, welcome to the new installation of the METPOD, uh, Met Metallurgical Engineering Podcast. So, uh, sino ba yung kasama natin sa podcast uh, ngayon? So, sa mga nakikinig, so I'm Joy uh, Manyaol. Uh, Terence, can you introduce yourself? And I am Terence Minor. So, am- Say go ahead, Terence. Yun, I am currently teaching yung uh, met- uh, pyrometallurgy laboratory. Oo, and ako naman, uh, ako yung nagtuturo ngayon ng METI-134 na pyrometallurgical na lecture. Uh, so, itong podcast natin would consist of uh, four uh, series. So, yung uh, unang-una natin is, yun nga, parang uh, in order for us to know, ano nga ba yung kailangan ninyong malaman about pyrometallurgy. So, Terence, uh, bago tayo magmula, Ano nga ba si pyrometallurgy? And uh, balita ko, nagtuturo ka ng hydromet at saka electromet. A- ano ba yung difference niya from hydromet and electromet? So, yung tatlong to are under extractive metallurgy with yung same goal of bringing about physical and chemical transformations to recover yung valuable metals from primary and secondary resources. The main difference is yung how these transformations are done. So, for hydromet, Transformations are carried out in aqueous solutions at ambient and elevated temperatures of up, up to 300 degrees Celsius and pressure of up to 2 megapascals. Pyromet, on the other hand, involves thermal treatment using dry reagents. So dito yung transformations are done at high temperatures and can be done even above the melting point of the feed material. For electromet naman, uh, this involves transfer of electrons through application of external force which is electricity, to induce yung transformation. So, these three are very different from each other. Ayun, no? Parang with the definition that Sir Terence have uh, shared with us, dun makikita na mga estudyante yung different na tracks that, that is needed in order for us to process yung mga metals natin. So, uh, usually kapag tinuturo natin to sa mga high school student, isa to sa mga fun na tinuturo, di ba, Terence, na pag sinabi natin, oh, may pyro, hydro, and electro. Kasi uh, from the start ng words, from the root words of this, malalaman natin paano ba natin na-extract yung metals natin. So, we have different chemical, uh, we have different chemical reactions based on this. Yes, I recall nga nung Triple uh, M, yung may mga high schools. I mean, yung Freshies, yung nag-introduce sa Freshies. Ang joke ko dito is, kaya natin mag-fire bend, water bend. Oo. <laughs> electricity bend. Oo nga. So, actually, ito, yung mga tatlong topics natin na to, may isang sobrang pillar natin dito uh, sa Triple M department. So, naging guest na rin siya actually ng METI podcast natin sa mga listeners natin ng METPOD. So, yung pillar natin of metallurgy, specifically for extractive met dito sa department, is none other than Professor Emeritus uh, Manolo Mena. So, si Doc Mena, uh, he's, he's known as Doc Mena, he is uh, our Professor Emeritus uh, from uh, the department and he's also known for a lot of Meritus Awards. And yung experience niya dito sa 134, uh, parang siya yung, tama doc no, parang 
nung full-time kayo at saka parang nung bumalik kayo na nag-full-time na faculty, kayo na yung nagtuturo ng 134. That's correct, Joy. Ayan. So, uh, welcome sa ating special guest. So, Doc Mena, bati naman kayo sa mga listeners natin. Okay, good day to everyone and uh, welcome to this podcast. I'm happy to be invited uh, to this uh, to this METI 134 Pyromet introduction discussion. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Doc. So, sabi natin, di ba, pyrometallurgy. So, sa MET, sa MET ba, ano ba yung magko-constitute ng Doc Mena? Ano ba yung mga pyrometallurgical process? What constitutes a pyrometallurgical process? Okay, so as uh, Terence has mentioned earlier, pyromet is a branch of extractive metallurgy that deals with the extraction of metals and refining of metals from primary and secondary sources using heat and dry reagents, uh, heat in terms of temperatures greater than 600 degrees centigrade and yung dry reagents na minimension natin will be the uh, the fluxes that are added. So anything, any process that occurs at a temperature greater than 600 degrees C is a pyrometallurgical process. So um, for example, the calcining of limestone in order to generate lime, which is normally done at 1,000 degrees centigrade, is a pyrometallurgical process. The roasting of sulfides done above 600 degrees centigrade is a pyrometallurgical process. Uh, when we go to uh, copper smelting, of course, the uh, smelting of the sulfides, the subsequent uh, converting and fire refi- refining are all parts of um, of hydro or of pyrometallurgy rather. Now, in order to make efficient processes, uh, we, we normally mix the best of pyrometallurgy, hydrometallurgy, and electrometallurgy. Not one uh, branch of extractive metallurgy at this time has an exclusive uh, economic advantage to do the overall processing of the metals such that in uh, copper smelting, uh, we start with a, normally start with a pyrometallurgical front end, and then we finish with an electrometallurgical back end where we uh, electro-refine the uh, copper from uh, 99.9 to about 99.99%. Very interesting to mga sinabi ni Doc, no? na parang na-mention niya actually yung, uh, yung tinuturo natin sa lecture Uh, class doc yung mga apat na unit processes for pyrometallurgy so uh, i think the students are already familiar with this uh, if they have uh, parang read the basics of pyromet so yung mga sinabi ni doc ito yung mga kailangan natandaan nila uh, si roasting si calcination si uh, smelting at saka si converting and very interesting din doc no na parang pag tiningnan nga natin yung mga processes natin wala talagang completely pyromet. Ganon din sa, ex- sa, sa hydromet. Eh. Uh, it's usually also partnered with other extractive metallurgy techniques. Doc, I do have a question. Are there industries sa the Philippines po that employs uh, pyrometallurgical processes? Yes, we do. Um, the simplest case of or application of pyrometallurgy is in fire assaying because the objective mm-hmm. of 
Pyra saying is to create a metal face from the ore. Uh, in this case, the metal face is lead, where uh, the precious metals, gold, silver, and platinum are going to be soluble. And then all other components are converted to an oxide. So that means we have to know the composition of the charge we have, or the ore. We have to know the uh, amount of fluxes that needs to be added, uh, the amount of litards or lead oxide in order to generate the correct uh, weight of the lead button. And then this is charged in a furnace at a temperature more than 1,200 degrees centigrade. So that is the simplest example of a pyrometallurgical process that is being applied commercially, although not really done in order to generate metal commercially, but for the analysis of the precious metal content of the, uh, of the ore. Now, uh, there are uh, some application of uh, cast iron smelting. Um, I remember in Norsagaray there were, uh, there was work uh, being done wherein the uh, ore are, uh, is iron oxides, the reductant is uh, charcoal, um, they use a makeshift uh, low shaft blast furnace in order to make cast iron and their products are casted into uh, farming implements. For those who are familiar with farming, yung uh, metallic portion ng ara uh, araro and yung suyod, okay, don't know what the, um, the terms are in, uh, in English, are actually made out of this. And then, of course, uh, we have uh, lead smelting of uh, recycled batteries. Uh, these are um, the lead uh, content will be in the form of lead oxide, elemental lead, and lead sulfate. And these are converted into uh, elemental lead using either a blast furnace or a reverberatory furnace. Then we go up in production scale to uh, steel making and electric arc furnaces. Although we do not smelt steel from iron ores, we do uh, make steel from, um, from recycled scrap. And then uh, finally, the, uh, the apex of uh, pyrometallurgical application in the Philippines is the Pasar copper smelter, where we do go from, uh, from copper concentrates and produce uh, cathode copper at uh, 4.9 purity, uh, which we export out of the country. Thank you, Doc. I'm not aware po of the um, iron casting na industry. Uh, ano po ba yun, Doc, as in industry na or ongoing research? It's actually, it used to be a backyard uh, operation, uh, Terence. They, they make about one ton per, per batch of, uh, of cast mm -hmm. iron. Um, that was in the Norsagaray area where, where they had some iron oxide. So. Oh, so though, every time po na I look on recent studies and advancement on pyromet, medyo limited po yung number of publications as compared with other sub-branches of extractive metallurgy. So in uh -huh. fact, there are ded dedicated journals on hydromet, mineral processing, electromet, pero there is none that I am aware of on pyromet. So do you think uh, not, uh, limited talaga yung 
pyromet studies or what is the reason behind this in case nga na limited yung studies on pyromet? Well, actually, uh, one of the reasons is because pyrometallurgy is an ancient art. Pyrometallurgy started uh, to be developed uh, 4000 BC uh, with the smelting, uh, carbothermic smelting of copper. So a lot of the uh, discoveries in uh, pyrometallurgy have, have been done before, whereas uh, hydrometallurgy and electrometallurgy are relatively young. Uh, only with the discovery of acids did hydromet and electromet uh, get to be developed. So there are still more things to be discovered in hydro and electromet, but um, that doesn't mean there are no more researches required in uh, in pyrometallurgy. Another another reason is um, it's easier and cheaper to do hydromet and electromet. Uh, Experiments. Uh, these are readily done on on top of a uh, research bench. Uh, the scale required is not that much, but for pyrometallurgy, as the name implies, um, you need high temperature, and uh, temperatures up to 1,200 degrees centigrade are are easily attained. But going beyond that, you will need uh, more expensive, specialized uh, furnaces to do that. So only a few uh, laboratories or research uh, facilities, especially in the Philippines, have the uh, equipment to do pyromet research. Ah uh, yes, doc. I think this goes with the trend that uh, young current ores being mined uh, uh-huh. are more complex and lower mm-hmm. grade, and then young uh, trend is towards cleaner and less expensive processes to extract the metals. Yeah, but uh, that cleaner and less Uh, energy intensive is actually a misnomer, Terence. Uh, <laughs> the uh, impurities to start with are the impurities you end up with. Only in hydro and pyromet, they may be in aqueous or solid form. Yeah. But in pyromet, they are going to be in gaseous form. In terms of energy, a, uh, a study was done by the Department of Energy in the United States comparing uh, pyromet Uh, and hydrometallurgical recovery for copper. Oh, copper, of course, is uh, special because if it comes from uh, sulfur, sulfides, then sulfur is actually your fuel in the smelting mm-hmm. process, such that the Otokumpuoy uh, flash melter process we have uh, operating in Pasar can actually do so uh, autogenously, meaning self-sufficient. The heat released in the oxidation of sulfur to sulfur dioxide is sufficient to provide the uh, energy requirements of the process. So if you sum up all of the uh, energy required, primary or direct and indirect, whereas the indirect uh, energy constitutes yung requirement mo to make your, uh, your reagents, um, only dump leaching is able to compete with the traditional pyrometallurgical processes for copper. Hello, Doc. Uh, very interesting po itong sinabi ninyo. No? Parang, uh, with, with what you've shared, Doc, parang ito yung, yung sabi, ni- sabi nga ninyo na uh, pyromet is an ancient na, pa- nauna siya, di ba? Uh, I yep. remember yep. sa isang documentary, yung parang si copper. Hindi ko maalala kung anong value yun. Timna. 
That's Tim Navali in Israel. Mm. Tim Navali. Na nagsusunog lang sila, Doc, di ba? Nung parang copper, tapos parang napalabas nila from, uh, I'm not sure if it's malakite, uh, green, either green or... Yeah, it's a copper oxide, malakite, copper, oxide, oh. copper carbonate, which is which is green. Yeah, when mixed with charcoal, uh, gives you copper. Yes po. At naalala ko lang din, Doc, parang yun nga, parang with what you've mentioned, siguro follow-up question lang din. Uh, are there still processes na parang yun nga? Kasi uh, if if yung sa sinabi nga ni Terence that the trend is going towards hydromet and electromet, may mga processes ba talaga na never natin ma-accomplish or parang never siya magiging completely wala yung pyrometallurgy? I think um, the uh, best example will be the smelting of iron. Uh, mm. There is no known hydro or electrometallurgical processes for making cast iron and steel. Uh, yung, yung iron smelting ang, ang pure uh, pyrometallurgy. So si iron po talaga. Actually yung doc nung nagbe-mention kayo ng otokumbu process at saka ito yung sa... Uh, pyro, which is smelting or yung blast furnace. Tama ba, Doc, i-expect nila ng, ng mga students natin na mas ma-encounter pa nila to sa tinuturo ninyong subject, which is 136? Definitely. In in 136, uh, iron and copper and aluminum smelting plus the, uh, plus the other uh, minor metals because in terms of worldwide consumption, ang... Uh, Ang hierarchy na ngayon is iron is still first, mm. aluminum is second, and copper is third. Copper used to be third but has been displaced by aluminum because of cost. Mas mura kasi ang aluminum compared to copper. So ayun, no? parang iron pa rin pala talaga. As, siguro yung next question ko ay kay Sir Terence kasi he, he is teaching yung Meti 134 na lab. Yun nga dito sa discussion natin. Ah, dito ba sa laboratory natin sa Triple M? Ano ba yung mga capabilities natin in terms of pyrometallurgy na research? Uh, we do have yung basic equipment for pyromet. Meron tayong ovens, muffle furnaces, melting furnaces. Yung fire assay as mentioned by Doc Mena. I think most of our students have experience, I'm not sure if virtually or actual, to <laughs> perform fire assaying. So, and then yun, tube furnaces. And then meron din tayong analytical equipment such as XRD, XRF, and then PGA. So, yun, we can perform experiments on pyromet through uh, this equipment, pero we are limited to the basic processes. Kasi yun, currently I think yung furnaces natin ay limited to up to 1,500 degrees Celsius. And then, as mentioned by Doc, uh, yung pyromet equipment are much more expensive uh, and so sophisticated compared to yung hydromet and yun, electromet. So kung wari sa electromet, you can do experiments by just having hot plate and reagents lang. Uh, whereas sa pyro yun, you need to have uh, furnaces. So yun, uh, yun yung ano, limitations natin for now. So I think if we want to further uh, improve our equipment, we must dwell on research on pyrometallurgy. Kasi yun, as a research university, our equipment depends on Yun, yung research that we are uh, performing in the department. So since kung titignan natin yung labs natin, uh, yun, may mga malalaki tayong tanks yung galing sa, sa my Nurse and Better Mind Project. So yun, since our recently completed uh, researches are on uh, mineral processing and hydromet, so yun, most of our equipment 
our focus on those uh, branches. Pero if we try to, if we want to improve, I think we can do more studies on pyromet. Mm-hmm. Uh, ko lang din, uh, Terence, parang dun sa setup ng laboratory ninyo, ano ba yung mga pyromet processes na pinag-aaralan or parang nagagawa ng experiment? Ayun, uh, currently yung, yung tulad ng sinabi ko, basic processes lang, calcination, roasting, uh, thermal reduction, and then yun, uh, for so, this, I'll try to introduce uh, metal refining, yung low-low temp metal refining lang. And mm-hmm. then, yun, uh, this involves usually yun, mga stoichiometric calculations lang determining yung, uh, trans- uh, yung amount of transformation Uh-oh. and recovery. And then yun, yung mga percent reduction and so on. And then yun, in- involving rin kinetics dun sa mga uh, analysis ng data. So mostly Uh-oh. yung pyromet lab today involves yun, data collection lang from the experiments and then data analysis by applying yung iba't ibang natutunan nila from yung different courses. Mm-hmm. Na, na, na nakuha nila before. So, ayun, no, parang uh, with the lab setting, uh, mostly, wala pa tayo ng mga large scale, like yung uh, minention nga nito kanina, yung mga smelting, converting. So, it's mostly yes. Kung, yes, mga kung simple. Kung gusto natin ng electric arc na laboratory scale, <laughs> yun, medyo mahal yun. So, Uh-oh. mahirap i-purchase if department lang. So, if we want uh, that equipment, I think mas okay if we go into a project or research which involves yung equipment na yun. Speaking of lab scale, uh, meron actually sa MGB, uh, meron silang ano daw kayo, nung nag-tour kami before, parang pinakita nila may maliit, sobrang cute na electric arc furnace sila doon that, that, that they can use for research. Gagamitin natin nila doc for the iron project. They did have, we did have an electric arc furnace in the, so, uh, in the old uh, pilot oh. plan. Yes. When the pilot plant was uh, created, uh, there was an electric arc furnace, there was an induction melting furnace, uh, there was a, a global uh, roasting furnace. But uh, the the electricity requirements when you <laughs> when you run this are such that the uh, whole campus will get uh, will get blocked out <laughs> when you start turning this equipment. So that's one of the limitations ng ano eh, ng ng pyromet eh. Are you if if you're using electric equipment, uh, you need a lot of electricity. Yes. Pero yung yung electric arc furnace doc no longer working. I have not seen it recently. I don't know if uh condemned na siya doc. Na condemn na siya o nung transfer oh, natin yung pilot. Meron tayong electric arc uh, kahit ano lang sana, Dok, no? Parang kahit makita lang at least ng estudyante yung equipment. Yeah, ito sa uh, para siyang ano, para rin siya yung malaking electric arc. Nagsuswing yung kanyang, ano, <laughs> yung kanyang cover. Uh, wow. I think it was about two or one and a half feet to two feet in diameter by one foot in height. Ganun ang size niya. Parang ganun din, Dok, halos yung size ng sa MGB. Maliit lang din talaga siya. So so we did have a electric arc furnace. Oo nga. Oo kasi yung mga ginagamit, 'di ba, uh, usually si electric arc furnace if the students are not familiar. It's usually used for recycling, mostly ngayon for recycling. For steel so, making. Uh, uh, for steel for, making. Nandoon siya sa back end ng process. Yep. Doc, uh, what do you think is yung future ng pyromet? So 
do, uh, do you think what should yung research yung future research search should, should focus on yeah uh, what's yeah what's what's nice about the uh, metallurgy and extractive metallurgy is that no two ores are the same <laughs> which means um, you you really have to do front end research work to tweak existing and known processes to develop a process specific to a deposit and um, in terms of uh, metals we we already have uh, we already have copper so what we really need is um, iron smelting or iron metallurgy and um, i believe that is what the uh, bureau of mines is trying to do um, they have a research project together with the MIRDC to identify the uh, best process for um, recovering iron from our magnetite sand deposits. And basically, they are, they are uh, leaning to the SLRN uh, direct reduction process. Um, in, when when you stood when you guys go to Met E136 next year, uh, we will talk about uh, direct and indirect reduction processes. Direct reduction basically involves the uh, reduction or the removal of oxygen from iron oxides in its solid state form. The temperatures are 1,000 degrees centigrade maximum, whereas indirect uh, smelting involves the melting of the uh, iron product itself uh, and is normally done or almost exclusively done in an iron blast furnace. Now the uh, uh, drawback of the iron blast furnace is number one, it requires coke and you will learn in uh, Met E134 how to make coke from uh, coking coal. Um, we do not have coking coal in the Philippines, which means if you are going to um, smelt uh, blast furnace, smelt iron, then we'll have to buy uh, coking coal from um, or import coking coal from other countries. The second uh, disadvantage is that uh, it's like uh, Godzilla. The blast furnace is like Godzilla. Size does matter. Okay? <laughs> the larger the blast furnace, the more economical um, it is. And currently, the biggest blast furnace is by Kobe Steel operating in China. Um, it has a capacity of 14,000 tons per day of uh, pig iron. In order to make 14,000 tons per day, uh, you need to feed around 30,000 tons per day of uh, iron oxide, and you will need to feed around 14 tons per day of uh, uh, coke. So that's a lot of uh, material. And the third disadvantage of a blast furnace is when you turn it on, you don't turn it off for at least 15 years which means you have to feed that material uh, 7 by 24 by 365 days or, three, or 366 days um, if it's a leap year. Anytime you turn a blast furnace off, 
uh, within a period of 15 years, then you actually lost money in that operation. So normally a blast furnace is turned off for a lining only after 25 or 30 years. So really you need a lot of materials and that is why uh, most if not all blast furnace operations are located near a seaport because all of these materials are economically uh, shipped by, uh, by sea transport. Now in direct reduction, because the temperature is less than 1000 degrees centigrade, uh, less energy is required. And also uh, you can use non-coking coal. As an example of SLRN, a non-coking coal is used and a uh, rotary kiln is actually uh, applied. Uh, the uh, coal undergoes gasification, generating carbon monoxide and hydrogen, uh, either through a producer gas or a water gas reaction. Again, uh, Mom Joy is going to teach you this when you get to, uh, to fuels. Uh, then they are generated as the reducing gases and the reduction to 1,000 uh, to iron at 1,000 degrees centigrade is able to uh, to proceed. Um, they have already done preliminary work, and it appears that uh, such a process is workable. Another advantage is um, the scale at which the operation is done is uh, smaller. Uh, you're talking about maybe two million tons per year. Okay, so that's. Uh, that's about uh, two to 3,000 tons per day. So that's something that is workable. And also, uh, you don't have to continue operating it for 15 years, okay? Uh, it can be turned on and off depending on the availability of the materials. So um, direct reduction might be the way to go for us in, uh, in iron. And uh, we do need a primary iron uh, industry uh, because right now we are uh, completely dependent on recycling of uh, steel scrap as well as importing our uh, structural steel requirements mostly from China. China makes 50% uh, of all the steel that is used in the world. A second area where uh, we should be uh, seriously going to is uh, recycling of aluminum. In uh, other countries such as the United States, um, recycling of aluminum cans um, is the normal practice and is a good practice with respect to energy and environment because um, compared to the primary recovery of aluminum from bauxite, you only need 10% of the energy to recycle aluminum. And uh, recycling, uh, because you have to get rid of the dirt and some of the impurities that come with the aluminum uh, cans is still a pyrometallurgical application. And then of course, uh, a big resource that um, we have to be seriously looking at is our nickel laterites especially in the light of the application of nickel and cobalt for uh, electric vehicle uh, application. So there are still plenty of things to learn uh, or to do, to do in terms of uh, pyrometallurgical research and its application to production in the Philippines.
I, I think doc, uh, yung iron nga is a very important uh, to extract using uh, pyromet. I, I've checked yung other universities. Uh, most of their pyromet research are focused on steelmaking. Yeah, can, can you repeat your question, uh, Terence? Uh, uh, wala pong question, Doc. Uh, okay. Comment lang. Doc, wala okay. Sige, ako i-follow up ko lang din yung sa question ni, uh, ni Terence. Kasi mm -hmm. minsan ito ata yung sinasabi din namin sa estudyante na kapag si still making, nasa git, kasi doc, di ba sa board exam, si still making napupunta siya sa day two, which is mostly physical and adaptive men. Uh, is still making parang still considered part of the pyrometallurgical process or parang in between na ba siya kasi you're, you are dealing with steel na, yung parang production of steel, yung processing na siya, so adaptive na siya? Actually, yung making of steel itself is 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 pyrometallurgy. Py pyromet pa rin siya, no? Do? That's kasi correct. Oh, on with the, the, the adaptive portion only comes when you start casting the, the generated <laughs> steel. But when so you melt the scrap and you flux out all the sulfur yes, and the phosphorus, um, that's still technically extractive metallurgy. So it's still part of extractive metallurgy. Yeah. Ayun. Uh, doc, ito parang sorry, follow-up question lang din. Kasi na-mention nyo kanina yung sa indirect reduction na process. Tapos naalala ko din kasi before, Doc, there is an, di ba, yung usual na process is using carbon and using coal. And uh, these are parang prominent uh, carbon emission. Di ba? Mm -hmm. Yung gases natin. Meron ba, Doc, parang increasing trend then on using other reductants or may possibility ba na parang we can use other reductants uh, for iron in specific or kung uh, pwede rin sa aluminum or sa nickel? Well, for uh, for iron, um, it has been demonstrated that hydrogen is an efficient uh, reductant. And mm. if you're use, able to use hydrogen, then uh, your byproduct is going to be water. Um, it's now all down to economics whether you can uh, whether you can compete with uh, water gas or producer gas made out of uh, from uh, low rank coals. Of course, water gas and producer gas will be a mix of CO and NH2, and I think that's where the uh, the balance will tip on the economics of using uh, pure hydrogen. Uh, for reducing uh, iron oxides. Ito. So you actually love Doc. Uh, Terence, do you have additional questions kay Doc Mena? Wala naman na, Joy. Ay, gusto ka bang wala man? Wala naman. Doc, kayo po, baka may question kayo sa amin. <laughs> <laughs> wala naman. <laughs> wala naman. So, siguro let's uh, end na lang siguro this session parang with the final question na. Yun nga para. Ang dami, sobrang daming shiner uh, ni Doc Mena. I think kul medyo kulang yung oras. Kung mas marami tayong oras, mas marami pa siyang pwedeng i-share. Siguro ano na lang, looking forward, Doc, since they, the, the listeners, pwede rin yung ibang listeners, pero yung uh, main listeners natin would be taking uh, Pyromet Lecture and Pyromet Laboratory. Ano ba, Doc, yung kailangan? What does it take for them in order to learn pyrometallurgy as a subject? Okay, so um, in learning pyrometallurgy, um, I... Uh, I compare it to uh, an engineer with an empty toolbox. So basically what we are doing is we're putting tools inside their toolbox 
that they can use for um, uh, application into specific processes. And that's primarily what Pyromet is doing. Uh, the first tool that uh, we provide them is thermodynamics because thermodynamics allows us to calculate the amounts of material that are uh, generated at the end of the process. Thermodynamics allows us to do charge calculation. Of course, by charge, I mean uh, what needs to go into the furnace, let's say, so that I can make one ton of steel at the end of the uh, process. Now, thermodynamics after that, then it's thermochemistry because it's a pyrometallurgical process. Then uh, how much energy is required by a given reaction, a set of reactions, so that it can proceed to completion. So after knowing the amounts of materials charged and the energy required, then you have to supply that energy. So what are the available sources for us to be able to supply that energy? And that's where you get into fuels, okay? What are the metallurgical fuels available to us? Uh, how much energy are they able to impart so that we can make a determination of the most efficient way by which we can deliver the energy. Now, because pyrometallurgical processes are done at elevated temperatures, then our uh, flue gases or off gases will be coming out at elevated temperatures. And in some uh, applications, they represent a considerable amount of the investment cost that we have put in with respect to uh, fuel. For example, uh, in um, the smelting of iron, although uh, there is very good uh, heat transfer occurring inside the furnace, such that the gas is coming out at only, um, let's say 300, 350 degrees centigrade, um, 50% of your carbon will be in the form of carbon monoxide. So number one, you just don't throw that away because it's poisonous and it represents 50% of the cost of your, of your fuel, which is, uh, which is coke. So basically what we do is burn that in uh, blast furnace or cowper stoves and use the energy released when burning blast furnace uh, gases to preheat the uh, air blast that comes into the furnace. We can preheat the air blast up to around 1400 degrees Kelvin. By doing that, uh, we are able to reduce the amount of coke that is required to be burned to supply the energy requirements of the, uh, of the furnace. Uh, you need to generate, you need to supply about 2.3 gigacalories of heat per metric ton of steel or iron that is produced. So that's a, lot of, uh, uh, that's a lot of energy. And if I can do that for free, just like uh, recovering my uh, blast furnace gas and burning it, then uh, the cost is, uh, is going to go down. Then, of course, in pyrometallurgy, because these are high temperature processes, then you need to learn about the refractories and the furnaces as well that are going to contain this material. So uh, all of those uh, knowledges are, are like tools placed inside your toolbox. So when you start talking about 
uh, the process of iron making or steel making or copper smelting, then um, you can readily pull out those tools from your toolbox and understand uh, why uh, such processes are, uh, are occurring. Uh, that's the difference between pyromet now and pyromet 4000 year 4000 bc then uh, it's practiced as an art meaning you learn by experience now we are able to use science specifically thermodynamics to be able to explain and develop processes in pyrometallurgy so um, you have to pay attention as students have to pay attention to these basic tools because uh, if you do not have a good or sound background in this, then um, you will not be able to appreciate and explain how these unit processes are assembled together to form a complete process for the recovery of metals. Ano no, Doc? Parang dito actually makikita ng mga estudyante kung gano'ng ka-importante talaga yung mga uh, Meti fundamentals nila. So as mentioned by Doc, uh, please uh, review your thermodynamics, review your mm -hmm. kinetics. And uh, hindi pa yung econ, pero I think na mentioned naman kahit sa Meti 11 pa lang yung balance between efficiency and uh, profit. And diba, uh, sa mineral processing na mentioned siya, some of the concepts there are also applicable here in extractive med. Sir Terrence, uh, your input? I think na-cover lahat ni Documento. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nasa uh, Pyromet Laboratory course ng program natin. So for our Pyromet Laboratory course, uh, you will be applying yun. Yung mga sinabi ni Documento, thermodynamics. So yun, magka-calculate kayo ng delta H, delta S, delta G, given yung data collected from uh, yung experiments, yun, kinetic analysis, and then statistical analysis, and then yun, stoichiometric calculation. And uh, material balance. So, yun yung mga i-employ nyo dun sa uh, Pyromet course. A Pyromet laboratory course. Sa, sa Pyromet course din, Sir Terrence, parang ganun din. Yung mga na-mention ni Doc, so, uh, hindi, ano yun, baon-baon nyo pa rin yung pag-compute ng uh, Delta H, tapos yung AFT actually, Doc, nung, nung nag-sync session ako, may isang nagtanong kung magko-compute din ba ng AFT. So, very important din yun. Uh, yung, uh, Azabatic flame temperature. So we would also be doing a lot of material balance calculations, stoic calculations, and uh, yung sa isa, uh, Doc, kami hindi na namin masyadong naabutan to yung sa phase. Ah, yung uh -oh. phase analysis. Uh -oh. phase analysis. Uh, wala siya nung, tama Terrence, no? kahit nung sa inyo, dun sa curriculum nyo. Ano ulit yung Joy, sorry? Ternary diagram analysis. Ternary diagrams. Yung ah, phase wala. Analysis. Hindi wala. namin naabutan yan. So, ito yung sa inyo, yung sa batch ninyo. So, uh, we, we would teach uh, those subjects to you. So, siguro more on, kailangan talaga nila, Doc, tama na. Pinagawa ko nga sa kanila, Doc, may notebook. Eh. You have to take notes and you have to really practice how to compute. Yeah, because science is, uh, is an experiential field, meaning we, we build on what is learned before. So, um, you cannot come in in the middle without knowing the, <laughs> the fundamentals okay, or the foundation. So it has to be starting from the foundation and going up to the tower to be able to develop <laughs> the processes we need for pyromet. Yeah. 
So thank you, uh, Doc Mena, uh, for being our guest sa podcast natin ulit. Uh, sana sa susunod na podcast namin, ma-invite namin ulit kayo kasi uh, sobrang dami ninyo talaga nasa-share sa mga students natin. Uh, so Sir Terence, meron ka bang announcements? Wala naman na. Sige, so uh, look forward dun sa susunod na podcast na topic natin. So uh, we would try to invite yun nga, industry experts or uh, previews na mga employees or uh, mga nagtrabaho sa uh, yung mga na-mention ni Doc Mena kanina na pyrometallurgical industries dito sa Philippines. So yun lang po. Uh, thank you for listening sa podcast. Thank you, Doc. Thank you also. My pleasure to be here. Thank you. Bye-bye po. Okay, bye-bye. I miss you.